When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And it's champion's advantage for Sami Zayn. Remember, Ricochet has to pin or tap Zayn to win the championship tonight. Sami rocking the Sami Zayn forever. Speaking of forever, how about Jackass forever? Here comes Jackass star Johnny Knoxville, who has been a thorn in the proverbial side of Sami Zayn. Meanwhile, from behind, there's Ricochet. Sami Zayn taking out. Cover. Shoulders down. Ricochet did it. Ricochet's the champion. Ricochet wins the Intercontinental Championship. Johnny Knoxville with an assist. Sami Zayn can't believe it. That uh, glorified Hollywood crash test dummy has ruined my life. He's uh, he's gotten in my head. He's gotten under my skin, and he's done it all with juvenile pranks and little stunts. And you know, Johnny Knoxville, you seem so intent on bringing your world to me. So now, what I'm going to do? is I am going to show you what it truly means to step into my world. So if you have the balls that you say you have, let's make our match, WrestleMania Sunday, anything goes! started in the interview proper your opponent for wrestlemania next weekend johnny knoxville uh, he put your phone number out uh, very publicly uh, just the other week i have to ask out of the tens of thousands of phone calls that you got which was the strangest one well i've gotten actually hundreds of thousands of phone calls it's uh it's been absolutely insane way worse than i ever thought it would be uh, and a lot of those calls did come from the UK, if I'm being honest. So, um, and I don't hold it against the people who called because I understand the curiosity. The blame, I think, falls squarely on Johnny Knoxville. It's a, it was a crazy stunt. And uh, I mean, the phone, and you can ask any anybody who's seen the phone, a lot of the wrestlers backstage uh, saw it. It literally never stops, not even for one second. There's either a call, a FaceTime, a text. It's, there's always activity every second of every day. It's absolutely mad. Um, and the one silver lining that has been a little bit of fun is that I actually do answer the phone. 
And when I do, a lot of times it blows people's minds because they think the whole thing's a gag or they think it's fake. They think it's a hotline, whatever it is. So when they find out it's really me and it's really my phone number, uh, some of the reactions have been pretty priceless, honestly, and have almost in a really twisted way um, made it enjoyable for a half a second every now and again. Amid the hours of bombardment every now and again, there was a, a few minutes of enjoyment here and there. Again, the sheer volume was just way beyond my expectations. Uh, it was incredible. And you'll have chance for revenge at WrestleMania next week, which we'll touch on in a second. Um, were, you, were you coming to see us back in Newcastle, April the 28th? Uh, you are at the Utilita Arena. Uh, where I'm chatting to you now, Sammy, from the window behind me, uh, I can see the arena. And it's I know it's a special one because it was there back in 2015 after you took some time off. That was where you had your first match back. So there must be a special affinity to Newcastle for you. So I, I do have an affinity for Newcastle for several reasons. And one of them is uh, what you just touched on. The fact that when I was uh, hurt from my first shoulder surgery, that was my first match back. And it just so happened that it was also my first uh, time ever wrestling Finn Balor. And even though he was a longtime friend, we never actually mixed it up in the ring. So that was our first match ever. And also, as you know, uh, former WWE superstar Neville, who now goes by the name of Pac in AEW, is a great friend of mine, uh, longtime, longtime friend, and probably, you know, top three all-time opponents for me, for sure. And he's a Newcastle guy, so uh, I always have fondness in my heart for Newcastle, probably just because of my fondness for him as well. So anytime anytime Newcastle's on the calendar for me, it's circled, and uh, I, I, I approach it with a lot of anticipation. You set the internet off in 2019 when you turned up in Newcastle. That was also when I was hurt. <laughs> so so there is a, a correlation there between Sami Zayn injuries and Sami Zayn trips to Newcastle, I suppose. Again, I, I love the city of Newcastle. And actually, I don't have a specific uh, restaurant or coffee shop or anything like that that comes to mind. But, uh, you know, there's no shortage when you're in Newcastle. And uh, I'm vegan, actually. And so in England, one of the many joys of England. I love, I love visiting England all the time, but one of the many joys is there's actually really, really good vegan cuisine there. So, uh, so just Newcastle's a treat. My friends there, uh, the, the fans are amazing. The food is great. Coffee's great. It's just a great city. I just have warm, warm feelings anytime I'm there. Uh, while you've been here as well, whilst you've wrestled, uh, there was a, a period where you had a match against uh, your on-again, off-again best friend, Kevin Owens. You guys have done the rounds together. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, Sammy, so how much how much bearing did, did Kevin's decision to, to stay within WWE have on your particular decision to stay? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know because we were actually on separate brands, but our contracts were coming up at around same time. So I don't know. It's not like we were kind of in it together with regards to negotiation or anything like that, or, or even decision-making, right? whatever decision he made. I don't know if it was a hundred percent going to influence my decision or vice versa. Um, but I mean, on, on a subconscious level, I'm sure it helped for sure. But, but I was already in a very good place with WWE and uh, they made it very clear that and not not just when it was time to negotiate, but in, in the last, uh, you know, whatever year, year and a half, whatever it is, I've definitely gotten the impression and they have said as much that I'm a valued part of the roster and I feel valued and I get a lot of television time. So I've been um, very happy and stimulated creatively even, which I know is a difficult thing to, to, to get in WWE sometimes. 
with so many moving parts and so many talented people, sometimes, you know, inevitably you kind of get left behind, but I haven't felt that way in a very long time with WWE. So that was really the main factor driving my decision to stay. I was very happy to stay because I felt valued. I, uh, I, you know, felt appreciated and it was reflected as such by the amount of television time I got. So I don't know, for me, it was a bit of a no brainer really to stay right now. I'm, I'm happy here and, uh, you know, I'm happy to keep doing my thing. It, it, and you can tell like every week, like you are always present on the television. And like recently you got to work with Brock Lesnar, who is the one of the hottest properties going into WrestleMania. How was he to work with? I think it was a lot of fun for a lot of people because it's just one of those things where, um, you know, it's not something you would have A, really expected or B, even thought of as something you really wanted to see. But then when it's presented to you, you're like, oh, look at this. Here's two characters I didn't know I wanted to see interact. I didn't think I would see interact. And when 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 we did, it was, I thought, very entertaining. And it got to show a new side of Brock Lesnar that really I don't think he'd he'd ever shown up until that point. And since then he's he's been showing more and more of this uh sort of fun, fun side of his personality. But really up until that point, he had just been this destructor with Paul Heyman doing the talking for him, and then all of a sudden. He's kind of involved in, the, in these comedic back and forths with me. And I, I thought it was really, really fun. And it actually kind of planted seeds, I think, for people to want to see it again down the road. So that's fun. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'd much rather hold all of you accountable for your crap, quite frankly. You could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. Hey, Sammy, hey, so... A while back, during a now infamous segment, you said three letters that shocks people. And uh, I'm keen to know, was was there any blowback from that? Um, so, uh, yes and no. Um, what, what happened is that the timing of that is sometimes forgotten. Um, because you're referring to the electric chair segment, which was a totally unscripted segment. The, the timing of that segment was very interesting because it was the next day after AEW had just had their first ever pay-per-view. So it was a very hot uh, topic at the, at the time. It was hot off the, hot off the heels of their first pay-per-view and actually it was hot off the announcement that AEW was going to be a, a company. And it was just so new and so fresh. And, and we figured it was on the, front of everybody's minds so i felt like it was bound to come up and it kind of weirdly didn't <laughs> uh but also at that point the segment some of the questions i thought it was going to be a lot more provocative 
because it was unscripted. So I thought it was, I was going to get some very provocative questions. And while I was out there, I felt that the questions were a little bit flat to be honest. And so me using my judgment, <laughs> uh, I figured this needed uh, something, some pizzazz. And so I brought it up. I brought it up myself. And so I think that was the part that, um, that there was a little bit of a blowback to uh, when I, when, you know, when I got back, it wasn't so much that it came up. It was sort of the way that it came up, the way that I sort of addressed it when it wasn't really needed to be addressed. But anyways, um, you know, all this to say in, in my defense, the fact that we're still talking about it now, three years later tells me that my instincts were right because we needed something memorable to make this a kind of shocking segment. Um, and it did work because we're still talking about it three years later, but unfortunately that was the death blow of the electric chair segment. It was never to be repeated again. <laughs> I think it was the, the reference to AEW that they went, nah, we'll just, we'll park that now. I don't know if that's it for sure. I think it has a lot more to do with the unpredictable nature. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of guys that you can trust uh, and this this isn't an indictment by any means on anyone, but it's just, you know, live television's already a very unpredictable thing. And when you take away that safety net and just give fans an open microphone, there's a lot of room for a lot of insanity to go down. And, uh, you know, you can't always trust that scenario. So I think that's really what did it in more than just me mentioning uh, those three letters. Looking ahead to the weekend, uh, WrestleMania coming up, April 2nd, April 3rd. Uh, your friend Kev's got his hands full with Steve Austin, but you uh, have got a busy night with Johnny Knoxville. Now, uh, obviously, things are frayed between yourself and Knoxville at the moment, but were you were you a jackass fan before all of this kicked off? No, I actually was never a jackass fan. And um, I, I, I know it was big... Even in where I was growing up in Canada, when it was when I was starting my wrestling career, it was kind of at the same time when Jackass was really a huge thing. And I think it was much bigger in the States. It was big in Canada, but I think it was really, really big in the States. And to be honest with you, I didn't realize how big it was until now, 20 years later, when I'm working with Johnny Knoxville and I'm realizing how many people grew up on Jackass, how many people loved it. Um and I don't know if it's, I think it's a combination of two things why I wasn't into it. One, I was completely consumed by pro wrestling and WWE and all that at that age. And two, uh, I don't like seeing people get hurt, which I know sounds funny coming from a wrestler. <laughs> uh, I don't like people seeing get hurt. And I, I'll admit, I'll freely admit, I missed the point of what Jackass, I missed the appeal of what Jackass was actually about. At a glance, I just saw it as people doing dumb things and, and getting hurt. So that didn't sound appealing to me. But I, I never really understood until now that the appeal of Jackass wasn't that. It was friends messing around. And it was about the camaraderie and the love and, and the... Uh, you know, there was a lot to like about it. And there's like an, an egalitarian nature to their friendship where like you screw with your friend, but you get screwed back with. And, and it's always a laugh. And I understand how endearing that is now. But I'll admit that as a young man, as a as a teen breaking into wrestling, I, I totally missed the point. I never actually gave it a fair chance, uh, which is ironic and because wrestling is my love and wrestling is so often misunderstood or uh, people miss the point. So it's kind of ironic that I would do the same with Jackass. But now as a as a slightly wiser man, I, I totally understand the appeal of it. Um, and I'm also learning just how many people loved it 
because all these people I never would have expected are reaching out to me, telling me, oh, my God, you're working with Johnny Knoxville. How is it? I love Jackass growing up. And I'm hearing all, all these people I didn't know loved it. I, I didn't realize the uh, the magnitude of their success until now. Uh, Johnny Knoxville this year, it was uh, Logan Paul you were working with last year. Um, what other celebs deserve a kick in at WrestleMania, Sammy? Well, I don't know who deserves it, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, I don't really put limitations on myself here. If there's anybody who ever wants to get involved, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. And it really, for me, creatively, it's actually very stimulating because you get to just build, build things in a way that you don't normally get to do them within the parameters of a normal WWE storyline. So you, you mentioned earlier how he, uh, put my phone number on an airplane banner and flew it over the city of Los Angeles. Now that's not something that Kevin Owens is going to do to me. That's not <laughs> something Seth Rollins is going to do. That's not something Finn Balor is going to do. Our rivalries in WWE are going to stay on WWE programming. They're not going to, they're not going to cross lines into the airspace of the city of Los Angeles. But when you deal with people from outside, you get to do these outside creative things build the rivalry and that's why i think this rivalry with johnny knoxville has been uh painful for me but also a lot of fun creatively for me because uh you know like i got to go to the red carpet and then crash his red carpet thing and and then i just spent the week in knoxville tennessee uh which is his hometown talking to people on the streets and uh trying to get some dirt on him and trying to find out what the locals think of him and that's just not stuff you would do with a normal WWE superstar. So that part of it really stimulates me creatively. So uh, who's next? I have no idea, but I'm, I'm game for whatever. Amazing. Uh, we'll see you kicking Johnny Knoxville. Uh, hopefully Dallas, April 2nd, April 3rd is WrestleMania weekend. And then WWE will be live in Newcastle, somewhere that is very close to your heart on April the 28th. If people are listening and they want to come out and see uh, WWE live, what can people expect, Sammy? It's the best. Honestly, it's it's a great show. We as performers, I, I can't speak for all performers. Television is very fun. Television is very important, obviously. But I think the true nature of what we do is really reflect, reflected at these live events that we do, like the one that you're gonna that we're gonna be doing in Newcastle, where they're untelevised. The performers are truly in their element. They're truly engaged with the live audience. Um, you know, you're going to get to see some very quality wrestling matches that are not constrained by television time. You get, you really get to see the, the WWE superstars truly in their element, truly doing what they love. Uh, so I, I can't speak for all the WWE superstars, but I know for me personally, that's where, that's where it's at its purest. And that's the most fun is at these live events, especially when we come to Europe, because it's particularly England. The crowds are always very, very, uh, rabid they're always very engaged and they're always ready to have fun so we're looking forward to it and um you know i hope i hope you all come out because it's going to be a great time i can i can confirm i was uh i was at your return show in newcastle right at the front to watch you make your return and it's an amazing night uh at the wrestling sammy it has been an honor and a privilege to get to chat to you thank you so much for taking time today yeah, thanks very much for having me you have a good one 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 